Hello, this is John Hardaway, Chair of the RAS Communications Committee, and we are here at the ACS Clinical Congress 2016, uh, recording a podcast that highlights our international exchange scholars. And joined with me today is Andrea Peloso from Italy, Shirley Potter from Ireland, Priya Jadeja, who is the Chair of the RAS Membership Committee, and Heidi Hahn, who is also on the RAS Membership Committee. She's, she's the vice chair of the RASP membership committee. And to my right is Christine Goh, who is visiting us from Australia. So our goal today is to um, highlight the international exchange uh, program uh, with the members of the RASP membership committee who coordinate and otherwise make this program a success year after year. First off, though, what we'd like to do is just introduce each of our participants, and we'll pass the mic around to do so. Hi, my name is Andrea Peloso. I come from Italy. I'm 32. I'm actually almost concluding my residency in general surgery. I'm, uh, I will conclude it in uh, six months. And during my residency, what I can say to you is that I had the opportunity to spend two years here in the United States just doing research. And this uh, has been really, really important for me just because it could merge my passion for the surgery with my passion for the research. Hi, I'm Shirley Potter. I'm a plastic surgeon from Ireland. Um, I've completed my plastic surgery training in Ireland and now I'm on my second fellowship in plastic surgery in Melbourne, Australia. Hi, I'm Christine Goh. Uh, I'm currently a cardiothoracic trainee or resident, if you like, in Australia. Uh, based in Sydney at the moment. Um, the reason for attending the uh, college meeting today is um, I was planning for my fellowship um, opportunity in the United States and I thought it would be a great opportunity to do so during this trip. And I'd like to introduce our two representatives from the RAS membership committee. My name is Priya Jadeja. I'm the chair of the RAS membership committee. I completed my general surgery residency at the Cleveland Clinic, and I'm currently a breast surgery fellow at Columbia. Um, I'd like to pass the mic over here to the incoming chair of the RAS membership committee, Heidi Hahn. Hi, everyone. I'm Heidi Hahn. Um, I'm a PGY4, so fourth-year general surgery resident at St. Luke's University Health Network. Um, I'm there with um, our, our program director, Dr. Brian Hoy, and I will be applying for a plastic surgery fellowship this year. Great, excellent. Welcome to all. And I am John Hardaway, the um, RAS Communications Committee Chair, and I am here from East Lansing, Michigan, uh, from Michigan State University, and will be a surgical oncology fellow at Roger Williams Cancer Center in August of 2017. So one of the first topics that we'd like to talk about and get a sense for is how our international scholars, how their training programs and how their experience has been training abroad. And so, Christine, if I can pass the mic to you, and we'll start with your experience. Mm -hmm. um, so um, the cardiothoracic surgery training program um, really is the Australian training program under the umbrella of um, Royal College uh, Surgeons of um, Australasia. And it is a six-year program um, and is a direct entry. So you don't have to do general surgical training anymore. Um, but the system is a little bit different in Australia and New Zealand in that once um, we finish medical school, we go on and do a year of um, 
general internship, which means that you go through different rotations and that will grant you an unconditional registration. Once you finish that year of training, you go on in and um, do a year of residency, that's what we call, um, and that's sort of um, built, built on from the foundation that you get from your internship. And after the two years of general rotation, um, only then you are eligible to apply for the training program with the College of Surgeon. Um, so I'm currently halfway through my training. It is a six-year program. And once you finish your six-year program, then you can apply for um, overseas fellowship if you like. And that's my plan so far. And how are your meetings uh, back in Australia? So with a college meeting, um, is an annual meeting, such as uh, similar to the meeting here. Um, uh, it is rather similar to the um, ACS meeting in a way that we do have um, uh, specialty divisions across the nine surgical specialty, uh, probably more focused on the general surgical staff. Um, there are some components on cardiothoracic, pediatric, and so on. Uh, there are also surgical education, history, trauma, um, and also military uh, uh, surgery uh, content as well within the um, uh, program. The only thing I think that's lacking is the probably a promotion to the medical student. There, I think the ACS is doing really well. Um, for example, we've just been to a reception for the medical student, really to have an opportunity to talk to the current residents and talk about you know their current programs. It's nothing like hearing from the experience from current residents. You know what you need to do to get on program and what the training is really like. So I thought this is probably something that I'll bring back to our society and the, the training uh, association in. Australasia that we should really promote um, the uh, surgical specialty. Um, I just had a question. What kind of fellowships are you planning to apply for in the U.S.? Uh, well, I haven't quite decided yet, um, but will be um, sort of um, based on cardiothoracic. Uh, I quite like aortic surgery, so I'll probably look for somewhere to do um, aortic surgery. Uh, Transcatheter valve implantation is also getting sort of more popular now. Um, I think the Boston uh, has a program where you do half year of uh, surgical training, half year in the cath lab. So there will be something that you know I'll be looking for. I very much appreciate how you've commented on the you know, the Committee for Medical Student Education does a fantastic job putting on this program for the medical students, and it's a you know two and a half day experience for them to meet not only with the residents, but meet with um, general surgeons and subspecialty surgeons from across the country. How do you think this would be best implemented in your home institution? I guess um, um, through maybe career exposure, uh, you know, the similar things for the preschool kids that we have in Australia. Um, giving lectures or talks uh, during a medical school time, I think will be a good, good point to start. Um, and um, obviously, uh, students rotate through rotations at a hospital when they are doing their clinical rotations. Uh, it's also something that you can just by word of mouth, I guess, really, just to promote that. I guess the difficult things really is to um, probably get fundings for them to attend the um, college uh, meeting because it's not very sort of a financial, um, uh, financially. Um, affordable for the students because the meetings are quite expensive in Australia and New Zealand. Thanks so much, Christine. That was excellent. really appreciate you. you sharing your experience and, uh, and pointing out an opportunity for you know, to improve the experience in Australia. That's great, great uh, observation. I'll turn it now over to Dr. Peloso, who comes to us from Italy 
and uh, he was sharing with us some very insightful observations about his experience so far, so I'll hand it over to him now. So first of all, let me say that for me, this opportunity is really unbelievable, because uh, in, uh, um, in this occasion, I could really appreciate how different is this system from our? Because in Italy, we have a six years residency program. There's a test that uh, right now is a nationally test, and after that, there's a match for different, uh, for different university. What I can say about that is that a really, really good um, opportunity to grow here uh, together with you all, just because I really believe that uh, um, share our uh, information and our um, experience about our surgical growth, it's important and mandatory. Um, we have an um, annual uh, surgical conference that it's quite similar to this one, maybe just a little bit little. And um, it's, uh, it's must focus on general surgery. After that, we had sub, uh, subfield uh, like uh, cardiothoracic or plastic or breast uh, cancer uh, um, conference. But uh, I really believe that uh, also our conference could give something to the residency and to the scholar too. What's the, what's, the, what's the session you've enjoyed most since uh, coming to the conference? So until now, I, even, I really enjoy a session uh, this morning. I follow a session about uh, the figure of, um, of a mix between a surgeon as a scientist. I really love uh, research, and uh, I'm talking about basic and translational research, and I really believe that this type of figure is the future of our career and uh, of, our, uh, of our job, just because we must have uh, professional uh, healthcare that are able to have good technical skills, but at the same time to be an active part for the surgical research. Thank you very much, Dr. Peloso. I just have another question. What kind of research have you been involved with over here in the United States? You had mentioned you were here prior. As I mentioned, I've been uh, two years at uh, Wake Forest University at the W firm, that is the Wake Forest Institute for Regenerative Medicine. And there I work on the use of uh, regenerative medicine and organ bioengineering applied to solid organ transplantation. It's a sort of futuristic scenario, but I, I believe it's possible. It's, um, it's wonderful that you're here with us today and we appreciate your thoughts and your interest in all of our opportunities. Um, you know, I think one of the most interesting things about this meeting, and especially coming from abroad, is the opportunity to network. Um, since you've been here in the United States for a few years doing research, can you comment on the networking opportunity coming here to the meeting, and if you've been able to see some of your colleagues from Wake Forest? Networking is essential for us today. And uh, let me just say, uh, uh, let me just say a quotation that is one of the, my favorite quotation. That is a quotation from a um, John Donne poet. That is, "No man is an island." That it means that we are all connected and in interlinked. And if something happens at the other side of the ocean, I can feel it. What an excellent way of framing uh, our relationships uh, within the surgical field. The Italians, they have a way of with words, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Very well. well. Now we'd like to 
introduce and otherwise uh, engage uh, another member of our panel this this, uh, this evening, who's Shirley Potter, who comes to us from Ireland, uh, but uh, actually is also doing some training in Australia presently as she uh, introduced herself. So, uh, Shirley, what um, what were your expectations of the Residents and Associates Society? You know, you, you participated in this international exchange. Well, what's in the exchange? What did you really have in mind before you came here and saw it in, in person? Um, thank you. Um, well, I guess I came with an open mind because I wasn't sure what to expect, um, but I've been pleasantly surprised. Um, the first thing I would point out is the generality of the conference, which is fantastic. It doesn't just focus down one stream, and it pretty much caters for everybody, um, no matter whether you're a general surgeon or all of the subspecialties. So that's really nice and has some key figures from some of the main subspecialties, including plastics, which I'm from. I was at the surgical scientist um, talk as well today and was quite impressed to see Michael Longacre, who would be a big figure in plastic surgery. Um, so that would be one definite thing that's that stood out from the conference. And then the second thing it would be the collegiality and the, and the ability to make contacts within your field and within other fields. And I guess me coming from Australia, I haven't been in touch with many people from home and from Ireland and from Europe. And this morning already I've met a lot, lot of Irish uh, contingent that are here, which is really nice. And it feels like you've got a small community here in a big, huge conference. Um, and that's really, really um, pleasant. Um, I guess the other thing that I would expect from the conference over the next few days is being in Australia, you're a little bit away from everything that's going on on the other side of the world. And I think it's nice to see what's going on in different countries. Um, and this would be hopefully a, a good representation of, of the current um, ethos in, in, in um, America. Thank you very much, Shirley. Um, I'm just interested in how you got to Australia from Ireland. So is it easy for one of us from the United States to go abroad to do fellowship as well? Um, how did you get involved in that process and um, how did you get there? Okay, well, I guess I'll um, briefly summarize my training in Ireland because it's probably a little bit different everywhere else and then um, talk about how I ended up in Australia. Um, in Ireland, you finish med school, do a year as an intern or resident, um, and then you're out on your own. You make your decision to do surgery. Uh, you do two years of basic surgical training, BST it's called. It's in general surgery, orthopedics, and a subspecialty of your choice. And then I was fortunate to have the opportunity through the RCSI to do a PhD in surgical oncology research. So I completed that over three years, as well as continuing clinical practice as well, doing on-call in plastics, because that was the direction I was going. And then I joined the plastic surgery training. Um, that was five years, um, plus one of fellowship at the end. So in year five, I did my exam. And then I decided I would go to Australia, which was middle of last year. And I guess to get to Australia, number one, there's a lot of paperwork, <laughs> which I don't doubt that there is for every country. Um, so you have to prove certain things, like you can speak English, or there's certain standards you have to meet. And um, I think there would be definitely a reciprocal relationship between America and Australia in terms of all of the standards of training that are, that are met. Um, and you enter on a, either a working visa or a, a training and research visa. I was fortunate to get a working visa. Um, and then you basically get your registration in Australia as provisional, first of all, and then you move on to general registration, as Christine mentioned. Um, and 
I guess in Ireland there are strong links between Australia and um, Ireland, in, especially in terms of plastic surgery. And a lot of the people who I'd, I would have seen as mentors over the years would have gone to Melbourne um, for plastic surgery. And it's really one of the main homes of plastic surgery around the world. So it was a, a big attraction for me in that way. Um, and I was fortunate as, enough as well that my partner was in ED and it worked really well that he was going to do ED there, which is a great opportunity as well. So I guess it worked on all fronts, and as well as that, Australia is a super country to live and work in, and I would strongly recommend it. So can you tell us a little bit about what your training is in now, and what are your plans from here on out? Um, so I guess my first fellowship was in brachial plexus and microsurgery, and that was in St. Vincent's Hospital and the Alfred Hospital in Melbourne. And St. Vincent's is the big home of, of plastics, of microsurgery especially, and I guess Alfred is the big major trauma unit. So it was a good combination for both. And since February of this year, I've moved to the Peter McCallum Cancer Centre, and that's a cancer-only institute that's combined with the Royal Melbourne. Um, so we do oncoplastic reconstruction post-cancer surgery. So it's um, quite varied and quite interesting and uh, definitely um, a huge learning experience on my part. I thought I was finished training, but I only realized when I got there that I was only starting. <laughs> Clearly a worldly woman with a wealth of experience. And so thank you again for sharing your, your story with us. Okay, tonight we're also are joined here with Edward Shipper, who is the recipient of the International Exchange Program Scholarship and was um, privileged to take a trip to Australia just this past year. So we'll ask Edward to introduce himself and uh, share with us the details and uh, of his experience. Edward? Hey, John. Thanks for having me discuss my experience. Um, my name is Edward Chipper. I am a clinical resident at the University of Texas Health Science Center in San Antonio. I have finished my PGY2 year, and now I am spending my research years at Stanford as a surgical education fellow in their surgical education fellowship program there. Um, but my initial experience began when I first heard about this scholarship opportunity just through an email from the RAS folks. Uh, you know, I would say, so I learned about this in at the end of my PGY2 year. At that point, I think I was still pretty new to the RAS. Uh, I would get their emails periodically, but hadn't really got involved too much at this point. And, um, but certainly the, just the idea of being able to, um, to travel abroad and to, what really appealed to me about the program was that, you know, I, I got to pursue something that I was passionate about. Um, and so, you know, when I submitted my application, the the bulk of which is, consists of writing an essay about why you want to go, um, I, fo I focused a lot on uh, my, you know, one of my personal professional goals is to be a program director and a residency program director. And so I kind of looked at the uh, the program as a way to learn about one of the different training paradigms um, that's different than what we have in the United States. And so that kind of sent me, there were a couple of different countries to choose from, um, Australia, Ireland, and I think at that point, Lebanon was still um, 
a country where you could visit. But uh, I think what was interesting to me about Australia was that their system, at least from what I could tell from the, uh, you know, what I could read on the internet was that you do essentially two years of core general surgery training, and then you do early subspecialization uh, going into colorectal surgery or vascular surgery. Uh, and this sounded a lot like what at least, you know, I hear rumors of today of general surgery training in the United States going that way. So I thought this would be a really interesting way to see, you know, what are the pros and cons of that experience. And so um, I, uh, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to be accepted to the program. Uh, and I, and I was also fortunate enough to, you know, one thing I really appreciated is that very early on, you know, months before I went there, the American College of Surgeons put me in touch with the uh, representatives of our friends across the Pacific Ocean at uh, the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons, which is basically the ACS of Australia and New Zealand. And uh, that, that allowed me to communicate very early on, you know, what I had hoped to achieve out of the program. Uh, and uh, they were very accommodating in terms of helping me get out what I wanted to get out of the program. Um, one of the best things that they did was they put me in touch with Ruth Mitchell, who is the head of the RACS Training Association. So essentially like the RAS chair, uh, but in Australia, uh, she's a neurosurgery, neurosurgery registrar, as they're called in the Australia parlance, that's a resident. Um, <clears throat> but she was uh, super helpful in terms of kind of giving me the lay of the land beforehand. And when I visited, you know, the first night I got there, I got to go to the Trainees Association uh, dinner. And she, I was kind of her guest of honor, if you will. And I got to sit with her and meet all the, the VIPs at, at the dinner. Uh, and then the next day, she spent a lot of time uh, actually sitting down with me and giving me kind of the nuts and bolts and really the, um, you know, just kind of the insight that somebody who has been there and really engaged with that system can fill in the gaps that you can't see just reading about it on the internet. So, I, I mean, I think you can tell I had a pretty awesome experience and would certainly recommend uh, anybody to pursue their passions um, pursuing this program. That's That sounds like you had, a like you said, an amazing experience and there was a true exchange well, at least one way <laughs> you benefited greatly from from the knowledge you gained there, and hopefully you were able to share with them your experience as a United States or American surgical resident. So I'm sure there was some exchange that went on. What tips might you have for some interested residents here in the states uh, when it comes to the application process and maybe you know the the essay writing process, perhaps if that's not too uh, <laughs> too vague of a question. Yeah, no, I mean, for uh, at least my strategy, and I I understand there are many different strategies and not everyone would recommend this, but I think what I try to do is I try to be very specific with 
the goals that I wanted to achieve by going on the program. And then I, I tried to show how, I tried to show that I had done my homework and researched the country I was interested in uh, and really lay out a case for why me attending that particular country's conference would help me achieve those goals. Um, you know, I think the, uh, I mean, of course, going to Australia is awesome. I think anybody, most people would uh, have a blast going there, but I think um, it's really important that you make the most of that opportunity because that I may never get to go back to Australia. And so I, you know, I would just be, uh, again, you can't, you can't achieve your goals until you know what you want. So that would be my main advice. Uh, I will just put in a quick plug for if you visit the American College of Surgeons website, there are a lot of website entries from both visitors coming to the United States from other countries and also from residents here going to other countries sharing their experiences. Um, so if you like what you hear on the podcast, I would definitely recommend checking out the website. So very well. Well, thanks again, Edward, for your time tonight and joining us. And, uh, and I'm sure uh, both your experience and the, that of, uh, the, um, of the scholars who came to Clinical Congress this year is uh, just another um, example of, of how the Resident and Associate Society is uh, really working to enrich the experience of the residents both here and abroad and to really enhance the delivery of surgery across the globe. So. Well done. And uh, again, thanks so much. All right. Thanks for having me, John. So I think we've done a great job today of really, I guess, capturing the extent and the, the diversity that is inherent in the international exchange program. I'm, I can't be prouder of the work done by the RAS membership committee and uh, the work and the effort that has gone into bringing each of these uh, very wonderful individuals to to Washington DC for the for the clinical Congress and uh, looking forward to the um, to any future international exchange program applicants I'd, I'd like to ask uh, Heidi to articulate the process for any interested parties uh, for applying in the upcoming year or any any future congresses so we just made um, or started our call out for the International Scholars Program. Um, we welcome anybody to apply. Obviously, what we end up doing is selecting the, uh, the scholars from the U.S. who go abroad to the national meetings. Um, so the meeting dates usually for the um, meetings abroad are... Ireland meeting is usually in November. Uh, Italy meeting is usually in September, and then the Australian meeting is in May. Um, so uh, Allison Casey, who is our RAS coordinator, usually um, accepts all the applicants. All the applicants should email uh, rasnews at facs.org. So we welcome all applicants at this time. Um, the due date will be will public be publicized on our website um, and we look forward to getting all your applications. This year we are requesting that you write a 500 word essay maximum about the topic of uh, to, to that will be advertised um, on our website as well and um, we are also requesting that you send in a CV as well this time around. And again this is um, reflective of the initiatives and the 
work of the Residence, Residence and Associates Society of the American College of Surgeons. So for now, we'll be saying goodbye. Goodbye. Ciao. Ciao. And then see. Slauncha. Okay. See ya. From all of our international exchange scholars, thanks for tuning in for this podcast, and we look forward to seeing you at the, on the next RAS conference call.